0: From the dark web to your radio dial, you are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI.
1: Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by Digital Town and their VP of Global Operations, Frank Robles. Frank, thank you for coming in and joining us this week on the program.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: So, how did you end up uh, in the Geekdom community uh, yourself and uh, with Digital Town?
0: Oh, I'm a long-time Geekdom member. I'm um, going back to the beginning actually. Um, early on, I had an office um, at the Weston Center. And before the move over to the new location. and
1: so, so five years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then in the middle of there, I, I was recruited into Austin um, to be a CTO for the Austin Board of Realtors for a while. So that drew me to Austin. But now I'm back working on San Antonio stuff.
1: So now we're working on this. So what is your your mission with Digital Town?
0: Um, it's truly really twofold. One is breaking the old paradigm of the extraction economy. I mean, there's so many companies that have succeeded so well in the digital realm, but the local communities are suffering. You know, that, that money that's being generated is being taken away from the community instead of brought to the community. So we've developed a solution to enable people to service the need, but not take the money out of the community. And the second second fold is great building adoption, because it's really a movement. People need to understand there's a value of buying local and supporting that.
1: Which is is hard to do on the internet.
0: It's very hard to do on the internet. Um, we are, we're mostly mobile-focused. We have an app because most of the transactions seem to come over phones nowadays. So we make it pretty easy for people. And we're moving, we're moving a lot of the friction that's involved normally in those transactions.
1: So as you, you're going to uh, connect locally-owned small businesses, I guess, primarily with the Internet and Internet
0: commerce. Well, it's not limited to small businesses, but yes, primarily small businesses pre- appreciate some of those things first. I'm listing their business for free on the site and on the phone. That's kind of an attractive thing. Um, But there's a couple of interesting factors that we've done. One is that not just listing the item, you can actually search our system locally and find something local. I'll give you an example. Right now we have most of the restaurant's menus already indexed in the system. So you can search for a menu item and we'll show you on a map where you can find that menu item. So you can search for barbacoa tacos here in San Antonio. And I'll show you a map on the system on where you can go buy those barbacoa tacos close to you. And if that restaurant actually signs up with us, you can order that taco through the system right there on your phone. Just click on it and order it. And now we have it where retailers can put their goods there, and also with local search, you can find that retail good locally and go get it. And that's kind of a dream thing, at least for me. Um, I was involved with Google Earth as an investor early on and promoted it with Google. And right now in Google, you can find a location in an instant just doing a search, it's no problem. But if you go inside of one of those stores, you pull something off the shelf, you search for it, you're going to find Amazon or some company in China. That doesn't help the local community. That, that's been eviscerating the local community. But with our system now, you can actually find it and buy it. And I've always kind of wanted that. When I'm looking for something, I don't have to order over Amazon. If I can go get it, that's kind of my preferred method.
1: Yeah. So as you're connecting all of this together... Uh, and you're looking to get transactions facilitated, you've got to keep all this stuff safe. So as you're building this out, how are you thinking about that trust of the folks to allow them to do commerce with you and then kind of the responsibility side of storing and managing and transacting all that commerce? Well,
0: that's where blockchain becomes a perfect solution for us. You know, we're doing verified ID, so we know the person, who who they are, who they say they are, we link in their digital wallet, we link in their goods to their store. So that person's marked in the blockchain, in the ledger. And all those transactions are ledgered. And then as other people transaction with each other, also ledgered. So it's a lot of security in there that you get through the blockchain. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you are asking me to give a blockchain class, but there's a lot of value there um, yep. it, that solves that problem for us. So we're a perfect candidate for that. And yeah. it also comes into play with us when it comes to commerce. So we support 16 fiat currencies and one tokenized currency today, Bitcoin, and we're going to add other tokenized currencies. Um, Ethereum will be one of them for sure. Our chain will be one of them for sure. Um, I'm considering others like Decred maybe. But as those currencies are in our system, we tokenize those. We put the dollars, the fiat currency, into a escrow account. It doesn't move. sits there. But within the system, the tokenized currency, the dollars, the fiat currency that's been tokenized, flows freely. We whack back and forth. It's all ledgered. It's all kept track of, it's all safe. We can roll those back if we have to. And it doesn't really hit the banking system until you wanna withdraw the money and transfer it to the bank, and then we follow the normal banking rules.
1: Yeah, so uh, CyberTalk Radio, we uh, sometimes, uh, I'll do an intro first and then dive into the the topic afterwards. I wanted to dive in straight here. So uh, folks, if you're listening on 1200WAI, you uh, kind of learned a little bit about what's going on. Uh, with Digital Town and how they're looking at, at using some new technologies across the internet to show trust in commerce. Uh, and kind of we'll elaborate on this over the course of the, the rest of the hour. If you're not going to be able to stick with us here on the air, uh, you'll be able to listen to the rebroadcast and replay of this uh, on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, September 11th. Uh, You'll also be able to find it on our YouTube channel, uh, as well as your favorite podcasting service. And if you you have a favorite podcasting service where the program is not available, uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. We will get the content added there, and we will get you a Cybertalk Radio t-shirt. So if you're listening for the first time here and you haven't heard about blockchain before, uh, we've had uh, some guests on uh, going into detail and a deep dive for a full hour about the blockchain. We'll talk about it here, I think, as a way as it's related to commerce and trust and some of the those aspects of it. But for the, the technical deep dive of like, what is a blockchain? Why does it matter? How does it work? How do you keep your digital wallet safe? Uh, encourage you to go to our website and check our archives out where you'll be able to uh, listen and get a lesson for a full hour about the, the depth and details of the blockchain. So as you, you kicked off the intro there, Frank, we've gone through and I think almost all of our listening audience will be familiar with two ways to transact commerce on the internet locally. Um, and buy local so uh, one of them is Craigslist, one of them <laughs> is eBay um, yep. and so on on Craig'slist uh, I mean the way I think about it, it it's really the Wild West like you have no idea who you're buying from, what their trust is what their there's no transaction history there's nothing in there right, as right. far as I can tell. Uh, maybe there is some community like where you can see the number of posts from somebody now, but I could never figure that out on Craigslist. And then on eBay, you have sellers and buyers, and they have like a verified identity through eBay, and then you're allowed to do some commenting about who's done what with who and, and from a transaction perspective, and did it work out okay.
0: Correct.
1: So it, you guys are, are more like Craigslist or more like eBay?
0: Way more like eBay.
1: Okay. Cause, so, cause yeah, walk he, through and explain this in another way for folks again.
0: Well, each of these transactions is a verified id so you can't have a wallet and even be able to do a transaction unless you're a real person and it gets back to that real person so there's accountability involved so that's one thing that helps us a lot um, we want to add features but one thing that supporting like reviews and things of that nature we have the elements of that but also what we've done is we've created an apis that a series of apis that do all these services the ability to do single sign-on the ability to do local search even the digital wallet Um, our hotel booking apis the restaurant booking apis all those things we've just recently released so we want to support others to create innovative solutions built upon this blockchain platform that we've created so it gets really interesting it's not just all one certain you know one thing for everybody you know so we're not just an ebay as an example ebay replacement it's way more than that it's kind of a new blockchain os replacement or representation where we're providing that SDK, those initial tools, so people can develop applications using these systems so they can add interesting things like that. That's kind of the whole point, is we want people to take these tools and grow with it and add stuff that makes a difference in their community. Let let me give you a quick example. There was a, a blockchain challenge. So the mayor of Austin had a blockchain challenge for the homeless about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and we were one of the winners of that. And we took our own APIs, kind of eating your own dog food, and we developed a, a solution for the homeless where they can use a QR code and accept payment and make payment and link their medical documents all to that same QR code using our system and our existing APIs because the medical documents become, um, you know, their documents attached to the blockchain. So it's building upon that.
1: Yeah. As, I think as many folks have read and heard or seen things about Bitcoin at this point, and it's this anonymized uh Anarchy digital thing where you, you hate the whole banking system and and it's a bunch of angry people on the internet that don't want to deal with the the real world they don't want to deal with trust they want to hide in their anonymized series of zeros and ones I um, think if folks if they've been with us through the first ten minutes are hearing a different side and story about how blockchains can be used and about specifically even Bitcoin as one of those uh, currencies uh, tied to uh, a blockchain itself, but then will be transacted through a a separate blockchain ledger that you have set up inside of Digital Town. That's
0: correct. We're really blockchain. We're not Bitcoin. I mean, that's that's the difference. I mean, we were speaking recently or last at last South by, and that was kind of the theme is whenever someone said blockchain, the audience thought Bitcoin. Oh, for sure. Those two
1: words, everyone thinks of the same thing right now.
0: Well, it's starting to change. Um, There's more and more tokens out there that are real, that are doing real things. And the ones that were doing nefarious stuff are being weeded out. Um, The SEC has gotten very aggressive and people are going to jail. They're doing bad things like they should. So that's getting cleaned up. Um, And I think the tokenized currencies are here to say um, we support 16 fiat currencies and one tokenized currency today. So maybe that will grow to three or four. We're really primarily focused on supporting the community. Those are just methods.
1: And and uh, for for those of fiat currency is one where it's backed by a nation. It's U.S. dollars. It's probably euros. It's yen. It's, Paper money. Yeah, euros, yeah.
0: yens, pounds. Um,
1: uh, yeah. Pesos. All of those things where the, those those bills are are only worth what they're worth because you you believe that the their, other folks will agree to that store of value and they'll agree that um, f- using it for an exchange of commerce. But there's no physical asset backing up a, a u.s dollar anyway we went off the silver standard maybe in the 1960s and 70s somewhere in there and we went off the gold standard way back before that so the there's no real physical asset tied behind a u.s dollar or a euro or anything else a country yeah there's just a, a country or a group of countries saying we all agree to use this as an exchange of value correct yeah uh and the the blockchain-based currencies are a group of people saying, we agree to use this for an exchange of value that may or may not be tied to a specific country. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: It's tied to numbers.
1: Yeah, numbers and, yeah, people all over the world. Uh, and Most of them are pretty spread out, but not as spread out maybe as the U.S. dollar. Correct. Uh, that's Definitely a, not. That's a, whole, a that's a whole fraction. separate financial uh, show and conversation we can have. So as you guys were looking to, to set up and build this way to do local commerce uh, on the internet, why go down this blockchain trusted ledger route? Uh,
0: you kind of have to, if you don't want to end up in the Craigslist version of the world, like you were suggesting earlier, you kind of have to. We, you Trusted identity is a big part of this. Um, and then we're, we want to support people who are banked and unbanked. We want to support communities that are mobile versus not mobile. We, we're trying to reach out to the largest audience possible. Yeah. So people who are digital nomads, it's a great solution. Um, we solve a lot of problems for the homeless. Um, but as well as small businesses you know, people who don't have to have a merchant account you know people who are doing some banking but they don't want to necessarily buy these additional banking services if they don't need them so it, we're, so it's kind of trying to cover that whole base
1: so it make what I'm hearing is making technology more accessible um, and and making the benefits of technology more accessible to to everyone because That's right for folks um, listening you're likely driving around in your car right now, or maybe you're listening on iHeartRadio streaming, sitting at a desk somewhere in a building, uh, chances are you have a permanent address. And with a permanent address, you can go open a bank account. You probably have an ID. You can go open a bank account. Uh, But for folks that don't have a permanent address, uh, maybe don't have an ID. And without a permanent address, it's really tricky to get an ID. So you end up in this Um, spiral of just confusion where each step that you would use to get access to the digital economy and do things is blocked by a dependency on somewhere else in that circle Uh, and so it sounds to me like you're opening up digital commerce and identity to to anyone with a mobile phone which you can go buy those with cash you can get a prepaid phone you can get on the internet you can Um, start to access access services and start to build an identity and a trust there and um, you don't need all of the things to same as you would to go open up a bank account.
0: In many cases with our system, you can even use someone else's computer and print out your resulting QR code and then you can begin to do commerce.
1: Yeah, so you could walk over to the library. Yep,
0: Yeah. Yep. and that's kind of the solution that we did for the homeless is we printed out their QR code with their verified ID. Um, and then able, we're able to use that both for commerce as well as for um, the smart contracts component so they can put their medical documents, their medical card connected to that same contract.
1: Yeah. So in in one way here, so that we're uh, in data storage and security of all these transactions, folks are worried about tampering, they're worried about um, who's accessing the records, how are they getting seen? How, how does the blockchain help you in this area uh, from a transaction integrity perspective and how does it help you from just all the rest of things that you would normally worry about to secure a commerce business?
0: Well, the blockchain helps us in a couple of ways. Um, the multiple ledgers is for transaction security. So there's multiple ledgers interconnected to one another. So as transactions occur, you know, that has to be mapped in different ledgers on a different system. So that kind of makes it really hard to hack. That's kind of the beauty of blockchain. And then those are actually hash references to data that's actually stored Um, at AWS for us in this case right now. And that's the same level of security you get with your medical documents today, the same level of security you get with your credit card transactions today. So we're not really changing the model there. We're using it in a different way um, by leveraging blockchain.
1: Yeah. So, um, and going through and building and setting these things up, uh, you've used the blockchain and... And looking at that versus doing it in a traditional manner, because you've got a, a history of experience doing all, all sorts of technology services and projects. What has been uh, your journey on this, building a, a business and a system on top of blockchain versus building it with those traditional methods?
0: Well, there's definitely a learning journey. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a whole new set of skills and, and technologies we had to get strong on, um, which has been done. But the um, I think that the biggest difference is not necessarily being able to count on as much technology as we would have otherwise and so we're really pushing down the technology demand down to even with with that one solution i showed you or told you about was the um printed out card yeah i mean just uh, for businesses today we give them a pos a point of sale solution that's just the token just the sorry just the printed out qr code that's it I mean, they don't need anything else. It's not They don't need to have technology. They don't need another tablet sitting there to go along with the other five they have from everyone else today. It's just a printed out QR code, and they can begin to do transactions. So bringing it down and removing so much technology through simplifying the solution, that's the hardest part.
1: Yeah. So if folks wanted to uh, connect into your platform uh, and wanted to start transacting across there, where do they find you on the Internet?
0: Um, here in san antonio go to sanantonio.city um we brand, we we have the domain name branded in the name of the city the site is customized for the city sanantonio.city okay and, um, and online the app is digital town so if you just download the app you can do all this stuff over the app
1: okay and in and, the uh, android and apple android app, and apple apple app store is cool you're listening to 1200 wai this is Cyber Talk Radio, and I'm joined this week uh, by a couple of guests, and we haven't introduced one yet. Uh, he's also uh, been on the program before. Uh, Javier, welcome back uh, to Cyber Talk Radio. Thanks for having me, Brett. And uh, so you've uh, got a, a shirt on here that you're hanging out with us today. It says Block Quarry, which is a part of Tech Quarry. So uh, where did this get started up for you guys, and then how
2: are you kind of working together with Frank and the Digital Town folks? So Tech Quarry philosophy focuses on three pillars and that would be smart culture innovation and optimization blockchain technology falls into the innovation sector so block quarry is really a division of tech quarry and i actually spoke with rob the ceo of digital town he had reached out to me he said i had an interesting profile he had uh, thought that the tech quarry website was very interesting very people-centric and that's what attracted him to reach out to me and, or prompted him to reach out to me so we, we started talking for about an hour really hit it off and he introduced me to Frank, uh, we hit her off as well. And you know, I, I really believe that it's organizations like this that are driving innovation and providing platforms and making it easy for entrepreneurs to bring out their creative genius is really what's gonna keep the US strong. It's really what has made the US the global GDP leader and it's gonna keep us at the forefront. And so I believe in the project, I believe in the team, they're very, very intelligent, uh, they're all out to do really good things and to help people, and uh, and really, you know, Frank has given me the opportunity to be one of the the heads here in San Antonio as a as a community leader and really help the project be successful and get ingrained into the San Antonio community.
1: Yeah. So uh, while we were kind of uh, off air there for a little while before the program, we were. Uh, uh, talking about the, I heard you, Frank. Talk, talking about how much of the commerce is on the internet at this point. And I think if you read the news, everyone's like, "Well, Amazon is the biggest uh, retailer in the world. They're the biggest e-commerce retailer." But I think they're still, even counting their their technology web services business, I think they're still less than half the size of
0: Walmart. I'm not sure, but I yeah. sound about some, right.
1: Somewhere in that boy. So as you were talking, I think that we've only just cleared and I didn't realize that it's this small, but we just passed the ten percent mark. So ninety percent of commerce is still not on the internet. That's correct.
0: That's correct. Yeah. In the US um, we just passed last year we passed the ten percent mark for all um, for online retail. So all ten percent of all retail is done online. Yeah. It took us eighteen years to get to ten percent. So
1: the the internet doesn't 10% if you're in a market it doesn't feel like winning but it feels like the internet commerce is winning if you, you see as you're saying it's like the uh, jobs are getting impacted in local merchants local merchants are struggling no one likes to see their sales shrinking um, but down by 10% it sure feels like we could weather the storm better than a lot of these retailers um, seem to be handling it.
0: well if you think about how the dynamics work yeah you know 10% is actually a big number taken out of the system it's over 500 billion dollars a year um, and then the, the businesses that we're talking about are small businesses. So they're not the biggest contributors to those, those sales. So that's sort of like the cream that's being taken. And So these guys are really good at fighting against little guys that can't fight back. Yeah. And just taking those businesses. And then when I, I was reviewing that 10% number, I, I presented it at South by Southwest, um, as numbers that came from the US government recently. And um, people thought it was kind of small. You know, 10%, no big deal. Um, but afterwards, I talked with Gartner, the analyst company. Yeah, and you know, looking at this thing, you know, you can see that it's actually accelerating. It's growing. It's going this year. It's growing between 1.2 and 1.3 percent. So it's just going to take about three years, maybe four, if we're lucky, to get up to 20 percent. Gartner observed that in some small market, it's it's already past 20 percent. And then for those market segments, the 20 percent seems to be the magic number. It kills that local business. So you can't find that type of business locally anymore once it surpasses
1: 20%. So if we're going to continue to have the diversity of local businesses that we do now in the cities across America um, and across really the rest of the world, there's going to need to be a way to connect those local businesses into the internet commerce economy.
0: That's right. That's right. And, and it's hard to play. That's why the whole local search thing I was mentioning earlier, where you can put something locally and search for it and find it locally, buy it locally, Google doesn't support that. Because you know, they're making money off of search engine optimization. They're making money off of people paying to show up. Um, and it's a lot of money, it's not cheap. And little guys can't afford to play that game and win.
1: Yeah, it's, it's expensive to advertise on the internet now that the internet has uh, a good number of eyeballs on it. When it was early and small and there weren't that many people on the internet, it was affordable to advertise there. But now, um, TV, radio, all those different things, the internet is, you can end up spending the same amount of money on the internet as you do on the other two.
0: Oh, or easily more. Yeah. I, I have a lot of lawyer friends, and some of them buy um, hits uh, to get business. Yeah. And they can easily spend $5,000 a month um, just to show up on search results. Yeah, And that's not cheap. No. It's not cheap at all just to get a few clients. Now it pays for itself, but it's a tough balance. You know, It's, does, it's not a complete winner. Um, and then the other forms of media are declining as that one is going up. And so what are you faced with? You're either faced with purchasing yourself to the top, which is getting more and more expensive, um, or doing really well social and search engine optimization, talking about your company. And not everybody is that person. Not everybody is constantly taking selfies and pictures of their businesses and promoting it online. So, so not everybody is great at doing search engine optimization. Um, it's a big task. So they can buy themselves to, to the top, which is expensive. Or they can get really involved socially and do a lot of posts and blog posts and you know, to engage in their community. But not a lot of people are great. Actually, most people aren't that good. That's not who they are so what are they left with
1: yeah so at cyber talk radio we do try to be active on social media and those other places so you can find us on twitter uh, facebook uh, we do not have an instagram um, and we do have a youtube page where you can see still photos of us and all the other guests in the program uh, while you do listen to the audio we do not uh, record live video uh, in the studio here is it Uh, allows me to uh, scratch my eye or something if I I need while we're going. Uh, We're going to take a quick break uh, for news, traffic, and weather update at the bottom of the hour. We will be back with Frank uh, where we're going to talk about uh, the APIs on this. If you are a developer out there in the audience looking to uh, integrate, uh, build your first blockchain-based application, uh, this is going to be a great uh, opportunity to uh, learn and uh, go ahead and get out there and do something not only that will uh, get you some blockchain experience, but Uh, help enable small business across uh, San Antonio or uh, any other city that you're listening in uh, out there on the internet. Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. We're uh, talking this week with Frank Robles of Digital Town, who's building a platform uh, to allow uh, blockchain-based commerce, uh, creating an open and accessible and trusted marketplace uh, for uh, small businesses and uh, people that would like to buy local. It could be a larger business as well. You could connect into this platform, but if you've got uh, locations in a city, if you Uh, want to connect those consumers out there to your system or even for B2B purchases. I think all sorts of things could happen. Uh, We uh, covered quite a bit of that in the first half of the program. So if uh, you just uh, picked us up on the radio after the news traffic and weather update, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this and replay uh, on your favorite podcasting service. It will go online on, on Tuesday, September 11th. If you do have a favorite podcasting service and we are not showing up there, uh, reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. Let us know. We will add our content and get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt. If you did stick with us uh, through that break, I promised that Frank was going to talk to you as a software developer about some of the APIs on the platform uh, and how you can uh, build apps and build businesses uh, and integrate in with Uh, what's going on at Digital Town. So Frank, can you help uh, for the developer intro? Where do they get started and connected?
0: Well, we recently released our 2.0 APIs. Um, You can find them on our developer forum. It's at forum.digitaltown.com. And it's free to sign up. Um, The APIs are free. Um, There's actually links there so you can read about them. There's a sandbox so you can play with them. And then if you actually want to start using them, you need to contact us. You need to actually create a Digital Town account And then we'll give you authorization keys.
1: No, that's good. So back to your whole thing of trust again. So, yeah, yeah, not just anyone can go in and start doing anything in the production world. No,
0: no, no. But we're trying to help people get going, trying to make it easy for them. And the whole concept is that we know we can't solve the world's problems all from one app. Um, But I do know that other people have their own missions. You know, I kind of view that from my own perspective as putting wood behind someone else's arrow. They have their own missions, they have their own teams, they have their own desire to solve a problem. That's all great. I wanna support them, I wanna make it easier for them and help drive that success. Because when you look at making a company, making an app, that's where a lot of the risk occurs, is, is the execution risk. So as I can provide APIs to these people and remove the execution risk or help eliminate it, limit it at least, then they can be more successful and it helps everybody.
1: So for a uh, developer, what kind of uh, skills do I need to, to work with these APIs?
0: Well, we support multiple languages. Um, so, so most of my coding lately is in Python, but we support PHP as well, and, and pretty much everything in between. So it's not a language issue, so, but you do need to have basic programming skills. So it's usually be used by a person who has some experience developing. But we limit a lot of the problems you normally have to solve. Like when you're creating an application, you need people to log in with username and password and authentication. We've solved that. We have a single sign-on solution that people can build into the application, and they can leverage that authenticated ID building on that blockchain platform. Yeah. Um, Say you want to have a commerce solution. You want to be able to take, accept, and pay money. Great. You can build in our digital wallet, and you get that capability, along with the other features supporting multiple currencies. Um, I have got one company that I'm talking to that has a pretty interesting solution where people go on trips, like a business might take a bunch of employees on a trip and they're maintaining that, helping them find each other, having an agenda of items. One thing they're missing is restaurants. They want to be able to coordinate you know, who's purchasing what from a restaurant, what restaurant we're going to go to. And so they're actually going to use our restaurant API. We list all the restaurants we already have the menus in there. They can enter index, they can search them, they can order food. It makes it a lot simpler. I'm talking to another company that's interested in our hotel booking APIs. We've got about 1.4 million hotels in our system. All of the booking information is there, so we provide an API to access that and book a hotel room. And so uh, one developer I'm talking to wants to integrate that into his app because he's doing other other travel solutions around hotels.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's it it sounds like as well as I'm I'm thinking through this from a, a sm- small business or a startup perspective. Uh, accepting multiple currencies is really complicated. Yep. So uh, the fact that I could plug into your APIs and then I can accept 14, 16 16 currencies plus Bitcoin, That's right. uh, that could be a, a great way for me to do that in a, a simple manner. And then it also sounds like with the, the way the money is um, pooled inside of the platform, Uh, you're lowering some of the transaction fees to uh, swap services. If I were to uh, kind of view that wallet that I have with you and then buy other things through the platform, I'm going to lower some of my transaction fees. Oh,
0: Tremendously so. I mean, in in some cases, we take it down to zero. In other cases, it's only 1%. Yeah.
1: So... Uh, with this uh, kind of breadth of apis do you have uh, some example stories uh, of uh, apps that are being built or uh, people that you're talking to about things that they're working on
0: i mentioned some of them earlier i'll tell you a couple more Um, there's one company that i'm working with that um, are very deep into this they've come up with basically a crm solution targeted at um, fitness centers that are doing yoga so very targeted yoga fitness centers app and they're building in our single sign-on and our wallet so people can do transactions quickly working with that yoga fitness center and removing a lot of problems that they normally have, in, basically removing friction in that system. So they can do their business, they can provide a yoga service, and they don't need to worry about logins, username, passwords, or payment. They can just take care of in the solution. So that's a pretty good example for us that something happening now. Um, there's another company that's developing something interesting that I've talked with. Um, I, I'm not sure they want me to share who they are just yet, but they have a, a collections idea where they're doing um, collections on medical debt, as an example, and the collection company is kind of left with one one option. They call you up. Maybe you have a medical bill for 500 bucks. They're pushing you to pay them 500 bucks, and all they can do is call you and push, call you and push, and unless you give them the 500 bucks, they can put call you, or they can Mail you, or they can ding your credit. That's kind of the only options they have. Yeah. So um, this their solution is is thinking that they would use us to allow people to make micro payments. So they can say, okay, I acknowledge I have this debt, but instead of giving you five hundred dollars today, I'll automatically pay you ten bucks a month. And so that's another interesting solution that I see that's happening.
1: Yeah. So for uh, building and, and developing a, an app, uh, so if you were to uh, sit down, you're pretty familiar with your own APIs. Uh, so if if I wanted to set up just, a, say, a, a basic web page, I was going to build a, a web app where I could allow users to log in and then users could post a comment after they logged in. So just kind of a simple, almost hello world app, but just to integrate to that, that authentication API on your system. Um, and then I've got my web page that allows people to just wallboard comment for developing that type of setup um are you you looking at sitting down for a day to get that kind of thing up and going or is this uh the complexity level of the apis or these things that you need a, a team of developers for weeks on no no
0: it's, it's not at all it's, it's if you're a novice you should be able to do it by yourself in an afternoon um if you're you know well practiced developer this is just a few moments to do what you said um, we created a, a full app um, for a complete commerce um, for the, for the mayor's blockchain challenge, um, and won, um, and we did that over the weekend. Yeah, and, and that, that include taking money, receiving money, printing out you know cards, and also managing medical documents.
1: And so you, and when you say mayor's blockchain challenge, over those uh, listening on the radio mayor of austin. Mayor we, austin we did not have a blockchain challenge here in san antonio yet and uh mayor Let's, if you're listening out there we would love to have one host one here down in the geek community we'll figure out how to get that organized
0: i'm all over it
1: yeah so uh for your team that was in, um, working on that blockchain challenge for the weekend uh how many folks were on the oh, team? it was
0: it was only two of us and an and an, and an intern Okay. So he was um, he was helping out a little bit.
1: Yeah. and, and so the, this is one as I'm trying to kind of hammer on this point for a second. Like Franks talks about making all these things easier for people, making it easier to do these things. and this is a, a great example as you get down you're like, this is not actually believable. Well, it is believable. it's really happening. You can go look up the news articles. you can do and build all these things. you can internet connect your business, you can accept a whole bunch of currencies. If you're a business here in San Antonio along that World Heritage Site journey and you're like, I would love to accept Japanese yen. Yep, You yep. could you could do that tomorrow. That's right. Yeah.
0: The competing team, the, there were several teams there. There were seven competing teams. Um, we were one of the smallest. Um, the, the, the team that won the first prize had eight or nine developers, many guys from a- IBM. I mean, it was like solid, strong, heavy development team. Um, and we were, you know,
1: two and a half guys. Oh, that's great stuff. So uh, Javier, as well, we were chatting uh, off the air for a little while about um, university folks getting involved in the community.
2: Yeah, so from from a uh, global GDP perspective, you know, there, there's a book called The Cummings Job of War. And uh, what they're saying is that in order for the U.S. to stay on top of the rankings in the economic global economy, that really the local, it happens at the local level. So the universities, the local government representatives and strong community leaders and mentors and innovators like people at Digital Town really need to start working together at places like Gigdom, and, and really synergizing to help the community and help the entrepreneurs to develop new jobs and create new jobs, develop new companies, right? That's what's really driving the economy. You know, and Frank, I think, shared some stats earlier. I believe that, you know, 80% of the small businesses in the U.S. that that help drive this economy have five employees or less, right? And so there's a lot of companies being born at places like here in Geekdom and universities are pumping out really, you know, solid candidates here locally with with technology. and, And there's a lot of good mentors that can help these new leaders of the future to get, you know, let go of their past and let go of their fear or break through their fear to develop more companies and jobs within the local community. But it really starts at the local level.
1: So uh, f- predicting here out in the future for a little bit. So what does success look like five years from now?
0: Well, it's two parts of that. Um, one, I want to be clear that we, we don't expect to supplant the existing s- systems and infrastructures and solutions. We expect to be an alternative or in addition to. So like right now with our system, you can actually use us as a form of payment for a lot of systems that are out there today. <clears throat> that said, yeah, I, I want market penetration. I want people to adopt it. I'm looking forward to people joining this movement and and realizing that this can make a significant and positive impact to their communities, I mean, help each other, help businesses sign up and use this, help the citizens sign up and use this, help them interact with each other, and use this form of exchange to reduce the cost and keep money local in the local community.
1: And you're rolling out uh, city by city with this, right?
0: Well, we're focused in Central Texas right now. Um, we were kind of spread out. We did some work in London. We'd, we've done some work in Miami. We've done some work in other parts of the world. But we've decided recently, a few months ago, to really focus all our efforts on Central Texas. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Yeah. So as we build up Central Texas, we can use that as a model for the rest of the country and the rest of the world. And we already have a lot of strong adoption across the world. But we want to get all the systems worked out, the the, the details worked out on the back end, the interactions with businesses work out using those examples, and we thought Central Texas is the best place to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, many of the things that the the mission of your company wants to solve, we have challenges with here in San Antonio. We've had some guests in the program talking about some of those things where uh, many of the houses here do not have high-speed internet access, um, and uh, many of the folks here do not have uh, a bank account. So uh, those challenges in this area can be potentially solved again with what you guys are working on so I think it's a great test market uh, and uh, from a a mission focus as well to enable you to really help connect uh, a whole bunch of folks into this internet economy that are not connected there today
0: well I'm a big believer in this community already and and you're absolutely right I think this solution um, is pretty much custom made for this community and I think it can be leveraged across the country but I think it can make the huge impact here now um, and, and just express you know my commitment to the community. I'm also a volunteer for the YMCA, and I have been for many years. You know the, the, the San Antonio YMCA, the Greater Greater San Antonio. Yeah. And it's a really important. I mean, the, the work that the Y does and the work that we're trying to do makes a difference in this community, and we want to build on that.
1: You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and we're talking about Digital Town this week. We uh, just I kind of gave an overview of uh, where you can learn about the APIs for Digital Town, uh, create your own apps that integrate into the platform, uh, and want to kind of segue from there into uh, Javier and, and talking with him a little bit more uh, as the community leader. here. So if you're a developer, you're interested in this stuff, you're hanging out in geekdom, Javier, where do folks find you and, and how do they get plugged in? What kind of things are you going to do to work with and help developers in this community?
2: So to contact me, you can really reach out at uh, you know on LinkedIn or Facebook. My my tag is typically Javier a 360. You know either either one at, at Javier Getta 360. Uh, you re- reach out to TechCorey at uh, TechCorey.com and just contact us page. Reach out. So you want to get involved? Uh, really, we're doing a lot of different things in the community. Uh, you know, Frank has a lot of great knowledge and a lot of great experience in hackathons. You know, he runs a hackathon group up in Austin, and he's, of course, been very successful at different uh, city challenges in Austin as well. Um, and so what we want to do here is we really would just want to get the community involved and get help them to understand the benefits of this platform. You know, anybody that's running a business knows that it takes multiple different things to run a business. You need you know, systems, you need communications, you need marketing, you need a platform, you need a website, you need all of this stuff. Well, Digital Town has really built a solid platform where you can accept 16 different currencies. You can accept Bitcoin. They're doing marketing for you in a sense because you're going to be listed on the website. You know, they have these great systems that tie into to, to different technical systems. It's almost like you're leveraging multiple of their employees to run your business if you plug into their platform, right? And, and you know, and then partnering, you know, through Geekdom and, and having all of these different innovators here locally and mentors all over the place. There's so much power in that, that not only can you come here and work with other local people and partner, but you have a platform that you can plug your company into and get free marketing and free you know, back-end services, so to speak. Um, you know, we're, we're doing different meetups uh, through BlockSpace to so where we're going to different restaurants and helping them get set up with accepting you know, cryptocurrencies and get it set up on the platform and educating them on how to use these things. And then other people can come in and, and really pay for their food Uh, you know, through the platform, they can learn how to do tips because this is all a new way of doing things, but it's actually very streamlined and very easy to do once you know what you're doing. Uh, A great example, yesterday, I went and got a haircut at the Frost Building downtown. It's right next door. And there's a lady that's been in there for 25 years. She doesn't use the internet. She doesn't use anything. And I told her, look, well, you need to get on to the Digital Town platform because people are going to know that you're there. You're going to be able to start accepting." different forms of payment she, she only accepts cash because it's too overwhelming for her and you know and in comes somebody like digital town that makes it very easy so we're, you know we're gonna help her to get set up and help her potentially advertise to get another person on her other chair that she needs another stylist there and it's right here in the frost bank building right next door in in downtown that nobody knows about so just different examples like that um there's some upcoming hackathons that you know frank has put together a team that are going to come down to san antonio and help out there's some san antonio based absolutely and so so really it's it's really just helping the community what's gonna keep our country strong and what's going to keep our economy growing, it's going to be the small business and local communities. It has to happen at the local city level. And, you know, our community is has such great potential. There's so much room here. There's so many great companies that are moving here and people like Graham Weston and Lorenzo Gomez and Geekdom are all, you know, helping to amplify this thing. Well, you know, with Digital Town coming in and providing the platform, it's just going to make it all the much more powerful. And uh, and really, the, the community is really starting to come together, and, and there's com- there's great things on the horizon for San Antonio, but but we really have to work together as a team and and take advantage of the resources that are that are here at our disposal.
1: Yeah, as, as you were talking, I and mean, it kind of finally light bulb went off for me. It's putting my business into the Digital Town platform is like buying like from a rental perspective i'm just getting real estate now inside of a shopping mall there's going to be customers coming through there they're going to see my business now and there except i don't have to pay really expensive per square foot rent to be in digital town you pay zero yeah so no rent so uh, as, as a small business i mean one of the hardest things is finding new customers like the your the hair the barber shop that you went to to get your haircut done um uh, for For her, she's going to get customers via word of mouth and other things, but and maybe that walking by there, you you see it on that street downtown, Uh, but increasing that visibility, paying for those visible storefronts in the retail world has always been really expensive, and the digital town is going to change that and make this more open and more accessible for other businesses now that couldn't have necessarily afforded it in the past.
0: You know, we make it easy for them to, you know, the, the concept is to see the, see the area through local's eyes. And so we're trying to expose that. That's the systems all built with that in mind where you're searching local, buying local. So it makes it really easy for this shop that no one knows about. It's hard to find even to pop up. It's going to be there. It's going to be highly visible. Um, and then soon we're going to make it even easier to, to even find those locations and book appointments with those locations.
1: Yeah. you have got a pretty comprehensive set of APIs already and, it's only going to get better it's only going to get better and it, i mean it sounds as i'm hearing you talk about this that really building on top of the blockchain platform after your initial learning curve has made uh, life easier for you and your development team
0: well we're doing the hard part i wouldn't none of no. us would say easier no. we're trying to make it easier for people using it and so as a user that we used it over that over the through that blockchain challenge Um, As a user, yeah, a lot easier. You can get a lot done fast. But it takes a lot of effort to make something easy. So it's a tremendous amount of effort. It costs a tremendous amount of money. I mean, it's not easy making something easy for other people. Um, But the, the joy is once that you've done that, then... It's just a button click for somebody or for a code. You're just copying in a couple of lines of code, and then you suddenly you can do some damage.
1: Yes. So uh, the on the, the web, uh, if you're listening at San Antonio, sanantonio.city. If you're listening in Austin, because 1200WAI uh, is a pretty strong radio signal, it could be uh, austin.city. Right. Yeah. And uh, these are a new top-level domain, so everything on the Internet is not .com. Uh, there's other stuff out there. You wanna, uh, how did you guys go about picking the the dot city dom- the dot city domain? Well,
0: we bought every city we could. Yeah. We, we have over twenty thousand of them right now. We also have about um, we have many dot laws also because we have a, a, a law directory so people find find lawyers online. So we have like Austin dot law and San Antonio.law as well.
1: For the developers, where that that website uh, for those checking in again to get connected in for the APIs.
0: It's forum.digitaltown.com. Oh. It's free to sign up, um, and then once you sign up, make sure you also create a Digital Town account. Once you share that with us, what your Digital Tech, what email address you use to create your Digital Town account, then we can give you API keys. Cool. Yeah, the top-level domain names are interesting, and and recently um, Google has started indexing those. So now, as you list those businesses on our system, you know that'll get indexed. And it can be searched and found on Google. And actually, we're doing a lot of effort on promoting those. So you guys talked about a list of putting the businesses there for free, which is fantastic. Um, we're actually going the next step, and we're doing the search engine optimization, and we're promoting those businesses online.
1: So building that, the, uh, uh, I'm going to call it a phone book of the Internet. Uh, That's right. For, depending on how sophisticated you are out there in the audience, you used to buy an ad in the Yellow Pages. You had to pay for that. You don't really have to pay anything other than your time uh, to get your business into digital town. Uh, so if you spend a little bit there and if you're uh, not a software developer um, and want to connect in and do those sorts of things uh, reach out to uh, Javier and the community here uh, and they will uh, either help you out and get you connected with somebody who can help you out or or, um, show you where how you can learn on your own uh, to uh, go build and do the things that uh, you may need to do to to run and lead a business into this uh, next century. Uh, If you Wanted to learn more about some of the options and opportunities for uh, tech education. Uh, as you're listening to all this, going man, I have to go do this. Um, check out our past catalog of uh, episodes on uh, iTunes, or I'm, I'm an Android user and I, I I like Pocket Cast quite a bit. They do not pay the program anything, but I think it's a great podcasting app. Uh, we've had folks on from uh, uh, Codeup. We've had folks on from the uh, we've had folks from Open Cloud Academy. Uh, the Microsoft Software and Systems Academy and all sorts of different places here, uh, Alamo Colleges and and others where uh, you can learn about what tech education and programming opportunities are available out there to you. Uh, Close now, Frank, for those listening in the audience, if they want to go get set up, get started, uh, San Antonio City, they can go there. They can also go to digitaltown.com where they've got a walkthrough.
0: That's correct. Both those sites make it really easy to just click on it, sign up, and begin their process. Once you create an account, you want to click on the link to add your business, if you're adding a business, and it's just a simple step through. Just a couple screens, and you're done.
1: And uh, you'll be able to listen to the rebroadcast of this. If you just joined here at the end, you are here about this Digital Town thing, and you want to know more, it'll go up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, September the 11th. Uh, Thank you, Javier and Frank, uh, both for uh, joining us and uh, really showing folks uh, that blockchain is more than just Bitcoin. Thank you, Brett.